are my little moon leaves and sunlight lollipops. It's one of those weird recording it in the middle of the day episodes of Trash Disaster. I know our first uh, episode of 2007. Our first episode of even though the other episode went up a prop like two days ago. Yeah. Well, uh, as of this recording. Anyway, Trash House 3, music, stuff. So what stuff is going on? What stuff is stuff? Uh, stuff is stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Not much. Went to the Plymouth Meeting record store yesterday. Yeah, how was that? It was good. It was, you know, looking to see if Toothless Metal was there. Yeah, and did you hide? Were you wearing a disguise? Yeah, I had a mustache on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and Victor had a mustache oh, on. That would be great. Um, I, bought a, I bought a Piss Jeans... Uh, album like BBC Live with like a record store edition, mm. record store day edition. What else did I buy? Oh, a Red Fang. One, of, I think the first Red Fang LP. Yeah, they had some good stuff there. There had some like um, interesting Queens of the Stone Age stuff, but it was mm-hmm. really expensive. Mm. And I was like, no, yeah, I'm not spending fifty bucks. Sorry. How about you? As predicted on this very podcast, new Queens album next year yes. or this year, I should yes. say. I think um, I posted that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, excited. The other piece of news that um, I'm going to talk about now because I feel like it's it's derisive for this audience mm-hmm. is that U2 is touring Joshua Tree as a complete album. I heard they weren't touring the U.S. though. They're not touring their new album in the U.S. supposedly. Oh, that's stupid. That, well, that's what. So <laughs> let's back up a little bit here, um, because they're angry about Trump being president. Yeah, which uh, they're Irish who like they should give a shit. Yeah. So YouTube's not touring their new album in the U.S. Okay. So I'd seen that the same day Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. the Joshua Tree news dropped. And I was like, well, they're not really making a stand if they're going to no. make their billion no. dollars off that tour. Yeah, um, no. no, thanks. I was like, I was actually happy because yeah. I don't have to hear about them touring and I think they suck. So more. like I said, you two, a lot of people, I'm sure pretty much everyone for this audience, maybe a few aside, do not like you two. I'm indifferent at best. I like some of their early stuff, but even as a little kid, like when Joshua Tree was out, mm-hmm. Was that like 87 or something? 87. It was just so shoved down your throat. Like, I'm hit well, or miss. I like a couple U2 songs, but overall I'm just not. Well, that's the thing. Fan. And I tend to like their post-Joshua Tree stuff more. There's like three albums that I'm like, eh, these are decent. Like Zeropa. Baby. Not even Octum Baby. I like Zeropa and Pop, actually. So there are two albums I like. But anyway, Joshua Tree was like their mega album. Yeah. So it sort of is a, we'll call it a historically important album. Yeah. And it just... Interesting to see a band that big deciding to yeah, go their route. I guess they need money. Tier three, another billion uh, yeah. dollars. So anyway, a lot of people seem to be embittered by it. <laughs> well, anyway, I've been watching um, documentaries on my Netflix in order uh-huh. to get it down, as yeah. per my New Year's Eve resolution. And I watched Encounters at the Ends of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Werner Herzog. Okay, you, yeah, you, I saw that on there. Yeah, you, I didn't watch it. I so say you're familiar with Werner Herzog? I know who he is. You Have you ever watched anything by him? Um, I don't remember. So he's a German guy. He's kind of nutty. Um, infamously, at one point, he said he woke up in the middle of the night, woke up his wife. I swear to God, I've known John Waters for 14 years, and it just occurred to me that he's a homosexual. <laughs> um, so he's very he's like a ger- weird German guy. I think he remembers the bombing at Dresden. Oh, wow. So I think his family was like destitute after that. And he has a very particular point of view. Mm-hmm. So, Carousel of the End of the Earth is about his trip to Antarctica. Okay. 
And he's interviewing people and he has to put his own spin on everything. Like there's a diesel mechanic and the title card will be like, Philosopher, Mechanic. And at some point in the game, he, or the doc, he goes to this guy who's been doing penguin research for 20 years. Uh-huh. Penguins. And this guy, they're like, this guy's kind of a recluse. He doesn't really interact with people all that much. He's more about penguins. The first question Werner Herzog asks them, and he asks this with the utmost earnestness because he really wants to know, and there's not a hint and irony in him asking this, goes, I have read that penguins can be homosexual. <laughs> have you seen this homosexual behavior? And the guy just looks at him like he doesn't know if he's getting fucked with or not. <laughs> and it's that he's socially awkward. So he responds as best he can. It's like, you know, there's like some weird, like, there's opportunistic behavior and sometimes penguins are, whatever, it doesn't matter. So the next question is, and I shit you not, again, utmost earnestness because he really wants to know. This is a question that is keeping Werner Herzog up at night. Okay. He goes, is there such thing as insanity among penguins? And I just look at him and I actually had to rewind. And then he goes on to like elaborate like, and I don't mean like a penguin who thinks he's Lenin or something. And it's, I couldn't even tell what the fuck he was talking about. That's and that's why I love Werner Herzog. He's insane. <laughs> was uh, the penguin expert last name Cobblepot? That'd be great. Yeah. And he's like, he's that's like, what I mean. rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Danny DeVito as the penguin. That would be great. And it was like, Danny DeVito, penguin expert. <laughs> that would be a philosopher. I would watch that. But no, so it's a pretty good doc. I was, they had a bunch of uh, rock docs on last night. Did they? Yeah, on the Access. I was mm. watching the Who one. Yeah. It was good. I watch. I'm watching the 80s now. Ooh. I just, I'm on the second TV episode. Did you finish Westworld yet? No, I haven't started. I can't find, so my brother put it on a hard drive for me. Uh, I can't figure out where he put it in the house. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. You know what doesn't suck? What? Some of the exciting tunes. <laughs> yeah. As it's six minutes in, we haven't even mentioned music yet. Yeah, there's a um, not a ton new out, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff coming out. Yeah, like that new Piss Jeans. I just mm-hmm. pre-ordered that. I think that's in February. Um, there, there's a few stuff, but I think it's mostly February, March that are coming yeah. out. So I kind of had to go back a couple little bit. Mm-hmm. Nothing, Not like super, super long ago, like... Yeah. September, October. Uh, um, yeah, it's a lot of like, we'll call it old business for me yeah. too, but a little later in the year. So, so you want me to go first or? I'll go first. Okay. Nine Inch Nails. Yes. Nin. Nin. Trent Reznor surprised everyone. Uh, that's what Nin means. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like, um, there, it's a silent T in there. And anyway. Um, did, they, did they take it off the Tori Amos song? Probably. Probably. I always thought that might have, but I think that Tori Amos song was after. See, I didn't know. So here's something I learned um, over the course of doing a little preliminary research. So I guess... These Precious Things is the song. Yeah. Tori Amos. Well, he like produced, I think, two of her albums or he co-wrote he them did or something. Some, I don't think or he, he played co- instruments on yeah, them. Yeah, I think he played instruments. So they had a big falling out and apparently Courtney Love is responsible in some way. <laughs> so... So in the Starfuckers video uh-huh. off the Fragile, put a pin in that for a second, um, there's a very fat lady just gorging herself on food, and that is Courtney Love. Ah. So apparently there's a lot of beef there. I was watching, to go to, totally go off yeah. the, tra- the rails, uh, I was watching a Lydia Lunch, uh, Spoken Word. Yeah. And she goes off about Courtney Love. She's just like, I didn't live off my dead husband's coattails and yeah. he wrote everything and yeah i don't know that anyone really has a lot nice to say about courtney love 
And uh, I got like halfway through the Lydia lunch. Like I like Lydia lunch, yeah. but it's a little a little abrasive to yeah. take in sometimes. Mm-hmm. So. Nine inch nails. Nine inch nails. So and they but hopefully will be touring soon. Yeah, I think they will. Er, way back at the beginning of last year, um, Trent Reznor said new Nine Inch Nails in 2016. Uh, end of December, he released an EP, not the actual events. Um, I'm not really going to talk about not the actual events. I'm going to say it is a really good album. It's very much a throwback to earlier Nine Inch Nails. It's a little heavier. I agree. That first song, that like yeah. short song, I was like, "Holy shit, this is like Pretty Hate Machine." It just was. Yes. It just shocked me. I was so like, this is awesome. I was I was shocked too. I really liked it. Um, like I said, it's a heavier album than like his. Some of his later stuff. Yeah, uh, Atticus, it's all over the place. I yeah. think. So we know we know Dave Navarro plays guitars in a song. Um, yeah, I think the last song that feels. A Dave Roll drums on a song. I think the second to last song, whatever that. Was. And a lot of it, you can hear the influence of Atticus Ross, not Atticus Finch, who's from <laughs> To Kill a Mockingbird, <laughs> who they've been doing, or maybe it is the other way around. Anyway, they've been doing um, a lot of soundtracks together, so I can hear a bit of that in there. Mm-hmm. But more interesting to me. Was he also put out a limited edition album called The Fragile Deviations One, mm-hmm. which is sort of uh, The Fragile, his third album, with all the vocals stripped out. Mm. And a friend of mine many years ago had described The Fragile as an album full of music but no songs. Mm-hmm. And it's a very instrumental album to begin with, so he this little experiment kind of works, I guess. Um, overall impressions. Are you talking about the deviations? This is deviations, okay. now, yeah. Unless you have more to say about the other album. No, I was gonna say I really like it. I yeah, was I really surprised. liked it too, but I, I just wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Touch on it anyway. We'll edit all that out. Um, so um, it's thirty-seven tracks. Five of them are completely new. Mm-hmm. Um, you say thirty-seven? Thirty-seven. Uh, okay. Well, the fragile was a double. Yeah. Like a quadruple album or a double CD. Also released on the same day as Tori Amos's double CD. Oh, I had the one after Boys for Pele. That might I I bought a couple after that, but I have it somewhere. I forgot Mm. what it's called. It wasn't that great. Is it like weird fucking girls or something like that? I don't remember. Pretty little liars. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, so it's a very long album. When you strip out the vocals, you sort of can observe the the, the complexity of notes because there's a lot going on in those songs that are sort of masked by the vocals. Um, At times, you get this weird cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. Where you're waiting for lyrics to kick in and they don't kick in, and because it's not a true instrumental, um, there tends to be a lot of repetition, like repetition as opposed to like an actual ins- a composed instrumental where you change it up a little more. Mm-hmm. My favorite, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little off my game today. Uh, my favorite was the remix of Lummer, the C. We say in French. Yeah, I know. Um, which is has sort of a cleaner sound and is a very pretty kind of sad song um, somewhat damaged which has a very driving industrial beat and then uh, the day the world went away which was the first single I believe off the album and it's interesting because around two and a half minutes there's sort of a quiet section and without the vocals masking it you can hear like um, the bass is slightly off tempo and behind almost as someone can't quite play bass huh. and I'm sure like when I went back to listen to the actual version it's very it's deliberate because it's it complements the vocals there mm-hmm. so anyway it's just a little like weird if I was doing my thesis on Trent Reznor it would be like a good before and after hmm. okay. so I don't know if I'll listen to this um, all the time but it's good it's good um, I tend to like instrumentals I think Ghosts mm-hmm. 
which is the album he kind of released the first four tracks for free, which is all instrumentals, is a lot better album than the Fragile Deviations one, but this is a really good album. Yeah. When, when did that come out? It came out around the same time. Oh, okay. And I believe it's limited to, there's some limited, it's a limited number of copies, copies, and supposedly when it's done, it's done. So I bought, hmm. pre-ordered the quadruple vinyl oh, and got cool. the download. How much was free. that? Damn. Yeah, I was in a weird mood. I was spending McSpenderson. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't listen to the other one, but I, mm. as I said, I really liked the EP. Yeah. I was actually like excited for mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails. And he said more things coming in 2017, so I'm guessing a full album. Of show tunes. Of show tunes. <laughs> and um, I'm guessing tour. Be cool. I hope he comes back to Philadelphia. He's not coming back. He's going to be another one of those. Like, he, doesn't he play like... He played out like Penn State. Did he? Like the main campus state, oh, I think, I last time. I remember that, yeah. Like, well, yeah. that's cool, you know what I mean? It is, but it's like... Unless you're going to Penn State, there's not a lot out there. Yeah, but if, I'm sure he's not playing. Well, he's from Pittsburgh, right? Maybe he just wanted to... I think he's from, yeah, either Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh or mid, yeah. When you see the Reznor uh, yeah. air conditionings. Yeah. Which you do see. Anyway. Uh, speaking of more instrumental stuff, I listen to Mustard, Gas, and Roses. Yes. Um, they're from L.A., and this came out... Oh, the Sorry, the album is called Becoming. And it was out in uh, October last year. You know what Mustard, Gas, and Roses was called before? Turd Burglar? Isis. Oh, really? Oh, that's <laughs> the good. The band Isis. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess it was like the guy that uh, is Mustard, Gas, and Roses like was from that band. I thought you were going to say the guy who founded Isis. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, Mustard, Gas, and Roses is ambient metal slash rock. Yes. It's more rock than metal, I think. Mm-hmm. It's their third album. It's very chill, trance-like, and then it gets like kind of harder... I wouldn't, like, just darker. No synth. Very guitar and drum heavy. Um, there's only vocals in one of the songs, and it works. It's really good. Um, it's in the song called Becoming, which is one of my favorites. That was my favorite song as well. Yeah. It's, his voice kind of has this, like, country like, creepiness to it. Like, I like him. It works well with the song. Like, kind of like, that song's kind of, like, very gospel-y, folky. And then, like, two minutes in, then the guitar picks up. Well, I think I have. I said, like, it starts out as, like, a quasi-acoustic. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, gradually built to become very epic indeed. Um, and I really liked it as well. Um, another song, Threshold, is one of my favorites. It's, like, more melodic metal with trance-like riffs. Um, if you're into ambient, met, like, rock metal, I think you, people would like this. It's not, like, super light, but it's not super hard. It's, like, kind of right in between. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, you're not getting, like, some sludgy stuff going on. But um, that Mustard Gas and Roses, I really like them. I like that. I really liked um, Becoming, and then I like The Flood. Is that? That's the one right after. The oh, okay. So, and I, yeah, I was... Um, I've been listening a lot in my car. It's, like, very good driving. Yes, like, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to pay it's like too, too much attention to the mm-hmm. vocals themselves. Yeah, it was really good. I like it a lot. Mm. And that was Mustard Gas and Roses, mm. Becoming. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Are you going to do... So, roughly a year... Mm-hmm. After he died, oh, that's right. David Bowie or his estate, <laughs> they have released an EP yes. called No Plan. Um, these are songs that were held back from Black Star, but are part of the Lazarus musical. Mm-hmm. And I believe you could have downloaded if you downloaded the the soundtrack to the musical, you could get these songs as well. Um, so here they are, No Plan. Um, incidentally, supposedly he recorded 16 tracks mm-hmm. for Black Star, 
So there's another eight coming at some point. Um, he's gonna be pig- making music for the next. I like think Tupac. a lot of people, Tupac, yeah. yeah. Well, they found that the Gloucester, the Grouster, which was the album that he eventually stopped making to make Young America. It's basically the early version of Young Americans. Hmm. And I have not listened to that. That's you can only get that as part of like the Legacy box set. Uh huh. And it's cool. Even I'm not that. But anyway, we're talking about No Plan. No Plan. When I um, reviewed Black Star, I was sort of able to translate each song to an aspect of death. Yep. Um, that trend continues. So No Plan, the title track, start, like this, it starts out very bizarre and disjointed and dissonant. It's actually... But... <laughs> I think it's about he didn't have a healthcare plan. <laughs> That's really what it's about. <laughs> He's like, I gotta re-enroll? No, no Apropos. plan. <laughs> no... Not quite. I think you're reading too much into it. <laughs> I think you're reading too much into it. Um, so anyway, it's just very bizarre and confusing. It's actually somewhat disturbing to listen to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it tends to, I believe that one's about these spiritual aspects of Why death. is it disturbing? It's hard to, I'll play for you after. It's just okay. so dissident and, like I said, disjointed. I know I've said several times. Then the companion piece to No Plan, which as it sort of deals with these spirit. Wow, falling apart today. Um, killing a Little Time, which... <laughs> deals with the physical aspect of death, the moment of death, mm-hmm. I'd say. It's much more aggressive. It's equally disjointed in the beginning. It's somewhat unpleasant and staggering, mm-hmm. but very good, very um, impactful. Cool. The final new song off the album will be When I Met You, which is more of a traditional song. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What? You're just smiling and laughing. <laughs> um, I told you, I have, I have a whole concept of this. When I Met You, it's more traditional. Mm-hmm. It starts out, I call NIV, Nine Inch Bowie, because it does sound like a pretty hate machine track <laughs> in the beginning. It's a love song, and some people speculate that it's about Iman. Oh, cool. To go back to my earlier point, so with... I always have a picture of the moment of death of being just very confused as everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of captured tonally in the those previous two songs. Oh, that's cool. And... See, what I read into it, okay, yeah. the no health care right. plan, yeah. okay, killing a little time, so he's mm-hmm. like, I guess I'll go on the interweb yeah. and try to find a plan. You think he was so like, he going on So he finds something, and he's like, I don't understand this computer stuff. So he meets with his insurance agent, and that's what I was glad to meet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what I think um, it is. Except completely not right. Yeah. That's how I read it. He had $100 million. I don't think he had to worry about health care plans. No, he just wasn't good with it. He couldn't even live with his rich people's... Uh, <laughs> like, everything he said is so blatantly false. But it's like established that he's, he was really good with money and investing. He's the guy, they have, like, the footage of him in, like, the early 80s talking about how big the internet's going to be. And they're like, you're full of fucking shit, David Bowie. It's just a fact. Uh, that was fake. That was fake news. <laughs> fake news? Dreaded fake news. Anyway. Yeah, that's, like, Bowie's, like biggest secret if <laughs> that would be really bad with healthcare. yeah oh you didn't have the liver cancer you just have like, is that uh, what it was liver cancer yeah That's and it also came out that he didn't know he was terminal till something like a very short time before well liver cancer is pretty quick too but he knew he had it but they didn't like i want to say they stopped treatment three weeks before he died Ugh. when it's like this ain't doing anything it sucks uh, yeah unless he's Still alive. Maybe he is. No, I don't think he is. David Slade from Velvet Goldmine. David Spade from SNL. Velvet Goldmine. Wasn't it David Slade? I think so. um, I forget who. Rye. The the dude that um, 
was in Bee Monkey and Bee Monkey. It was the monkey? <laughs> no, I can't remember the other stuff he was in. He was in um I don't know. I'm going mm. way off track. Yeah, well, I think this one's kind of getting off the rails. <laughs> but speaking of monkeys, unless monkeys. you have another I do have another one. Alright. X Colt Negative Growth. Ah. Out in September of last year. They're out of Memphis. Have you ever listened to X Cult? I forgot to. I listened That's to just X Cult in general. Yeah. You might like. I don't know if you like them. Uh, very garage noisy. You, I think they'll throw in like punk sometimes. This is their third album. It's actually Ty Siegel produced. He's good friends with Ty Siegel. Mm. Very distorted, noisy garage. 77, 77 sounding punk to me. Mm. It's it's good. Yeah. But like uh, it's almost too long. There's only yeah. so much I can hear, like, fuzzy, distorted, like... And then it gets to you? Yeah, like, I, I just... It all starts sounding the mm-hmm. same to me. But uh, other than that, like, someone said, uh, this is uh, Exclaim Music has it described as distorted jam with Devo vibes. Like, yeah. it's good, but, yeah. but there's just no let-up. And, like, it's just shouted noise into your ears. And then I put, yeah, good songs at first down a lot of, like... Then, the, like, the I was listening to it at the gym, and uh, it was, like, my second or third listen. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. some of these songs, I can tell the difference now. Yeah. And it, I, I think I just had to be in that mindset or whatever. Mm-hmm. The first song starts off with his Mr. Investigator. Really good song. Lo-fi, garage noise. Um, imagine, you remember the horrors, the band The Horrors? Yes. Their early album, their, like, first album. You take that horror and have the horrors, and then have them do like Iggy Pop covers. That's what oh, right. X Colt mm-hmm. sounds like. So yeah, that's a quick little review. I'm not saying it's a, it's good. It's I can't, mm-hmm. I, sometimes I can't uh, listen to like 30 minutes of it. It's a little too long, but it's yeah. all, all together. It's, it's good. I like it. So if mm-hmm. you like that type of stuff, check it out. X Colt. Mm. I had a weird revelation about Iggy Pop actually in San Diego. San Diego. So he does, um, I was listening to the second Butcherette's album mm-hmm. and he does a duet with uh, Terry Genderbender. Yeah. Called La Uva. And first it occurred to me that um, there's a lot of Iggy Pop in La Butcherette's. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that means there's a lot of Elvis in the Butcherette's because deep down, when you dig down to the the fundamental core of Iggy Pop, it's Elvis Presley vocally. He's The way he performs. I guess. Hmm. Uh, so I was reading this book the other day yeah. called Curious George Makes Some Fucking Pancakes or some shit like that. It's the actual title. So, like me and this dude, you don't know. Um, so, Curious George, first of all, no, the, the, the man with the yellow hat is the biggest asshole who has he ever He should be born. in jail. He should be in jail, carrying around this, like, monkey everywhere. And he's like, the mayor's like, well, we have to save these dying kids' hospitals, and the only way we can do that is to... Make some shitty pancakes. That's like page one. So Curious George starts throwing blueberries in the pancakes with his duty monkey hands. And he starts making them with his monkey hands and his monkey feet. And you know they're just like playing with his duties and his shit. And it's gross. So these people are in this fucking hairy monkey. It's, it's bothers me. I always think there'd be a lot of fur in them. Well, this is, yeah, especially when they're like, then he gets covered in syrup. So imagine, yeah, you're getting like just scads of monkey fur and monkey lice. In, in your pancakes. I don't pancakes. hate Curious George anymore. I, I just like I, him. I, I, I didn't for a little bit because I was just overthinking Ever it. since he choked on the fucking puzzle piece and Curious George goes to the hospital. Did it? Was that a Yeah, that was, yeah, it's the only one I ever had and he, um, he gets a puzzle from the asshole in the yellow hat. 
And there's a piece that's shaped like a candy cane, so George eats it. And they have to cut him open because it's a puzzle piece and it's stuck. And the worst part is they give him the puzzle piece back. <laughs> and he eats it again? And he eats it again because he's a monkey. So that was that. It just it, It's ridiculous. Just very unsanitary. A lot of those kid shows, you just have to honestly turn your mind off. No, it'll you drive you crazy. I think that's what they want you. That's how the man It's like works. Caillou. Me and, me and Jenkinson were talking about Caillou the yeah. other night. And just how he... Devil Caillou's a little brat. I've never actually seen it, so I don't know. Well, you never should. Caillou, I know that much. Caillou. Yeah, uh, Victor's been obsessed, so we've been uh, watching a lot of Caillou. Uh, yep. uh, do you watch Octo Kids or Octo Nuts? No. If it's like a show about fish or something. Uh, I wa- We watch Sprout and um, a little PBS in the morning. I mean, it's all basically the same premise. A group of whatever have adventures in their particular environment, whether yeah. it's in the sky is like the, the plane dudes. Or... Yeah, planes or boats or trains yeah. or fish or mm-hmm. animals. I always find it weird, though. Like, um, even like bear scene bears, okay? Mm-hmm. They like have pets. Like, yeah. This is weird to me. Well, it's like like Pluto and Goofy. Yeah, this is odd. Do you, all right, so how do you say it? Huh? How do you say it? What, what bears? Well, I say Berenstain Bears. See, Berenstain is how I say Because there's that whole thing where it's like the alternate universe. I don't remember it being stain. And I say, I never remember it being the other way. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I'm from the other world. Yeah. The other fringe world. Uh, is uh, Olivia Dunham. Who's on? Let's see your money. <laughs> <laughs> who's on my Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I just have Andrew Jackson's. Whoa. Whoa. I don't have any money right now. I'm poor. I took money when I'm I I'm a poor orphan. What else is going on? Uh, it's early. It's Sunday. You have anything? I'm going to go buy a walk probably at Target when we're done. Ooh. I'm going over my parents. Yeah. Ooh. Pick up diapers. Woo! For your parents. <laughs> yes. But it's a sex thing. It's not a... Exactly. Yeah. I get some whips. Pick my whip up from the whip store. I start uh, my class Wednesday. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's having going to the hospital to have that ablation. Yeah, done. I remember you saying. Yeah, it's gonna be a busy week. Mm-hmm. I feel like my winter break went entirely too quick. Yeah, it always does. But it didn't help that I didn't have a car for like two weeks yeah. straight, which sucked. Yeah. Do you have your car back now? Well, you have your. I've car. had does it. He yeah. has his car back. Now? Yeah. His was in the shop for a week. Yeah. It was insane. Mm-hmm. It was driving me nuts. Mm-hmm. Driving me nutty. And like then he, a... well, he rented a car for one of the days. Mm-hmm. And it was a Challenger. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. I didn't get to ride yeah. in it or anything, but he said it was a. Uh, Pretty sweet. You're pretty sweet, yeah. Yeah. That's about uh, it. Yeah, it's not that we just want to do a little mini episode. A little mini-sode. A couple, you know, keep it fresh for the yep. 2017. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be some more stuff out. I think it's going to be Slim Pickens again uh, next podcast. Other than just backup stuff. We'll see. I think I can find something. Actually, that band, if you're not going to get Ice Howl. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. I liked. Um, we'll save that, I guess, for next time. Yeah, oh, so we'll do it, you know. They're good. I, always find I forgot to tell you, too, I was on Sub Pop. I was pre-ordering the new Piss Jeans, and they have a bunch of La Luz albums on there. Yeah, they have a new one coming out this year, so I have to look. Cool. But I didn't know they had that much stuff out. Maybe they have a lot of EPs out, maybe? Yeah, like, take a look. There was a bunch I looked last night. So. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I was going to text you, but it was like 11. Yeah, I was. Uh, I figured you'd be asleep. I was in bed. I was putting my vinyl. My I was records. waiting for the murder ghosts to smother me. Yeah, I, I would put all my records in alphabetical order and put them in discogs. I'm a nerd. Yeah, 
they're not in like, well, I have some enough. I have like my bookshelves or they're actually like record mm-hmm. my, my, my mom's old, uh, shelves or whatever. So that they're specifically made for like seven inches and mm-hmm. 12 inches and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, I ran, I've been out of room for years. Yeah. So I have another couple boxes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's Oops. wrap it up. I think. Yeah. I don't... Trash house street, Facebook, trash house uh... street, uh, dot com rate us on, iTunes and the usual stuff none of you are ever gonna do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they help it. The rating on iTunes helps the most, to be honest. Yeah, just you don't even have to write anything. You could just do stars. Yes, as give as us that one five. star. <laughs> anyway, um, I think I'm gonna kill this uh, before it gets worse.